You are listening to iRadio TT online all the time. Welcome to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. The podcast series featuring news, interviews and analysis of all the music from the islands. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Music Matters. The Caribbean edition. I am Laura Dulwich-Phillips. And I am Nigel Campbell. And once again, we're talking about the business of music here in the Caribbean. Yes, we are. And welcome to a brand new season. Nigel, what season is this, boy? This is season four. We've been. This is our fourth year starting this thing. 36 episodes are now gone. And this is our 37th episode. And welcome all. And welcome back to the end of night. Oh, what month are we in? November. November 2021. 2021. We started in January, was that 2019, 2018, actually. Yeah. And um, this has been a, lo- a long, hard tour, but we have a number of issues that happen. Of course, the biggest issue is the pandemic, which has kind of disrupted the whole music industry in the Caribbean and certainly disrupted how music is, is consumed, how music is recorded, and certainly how we, you and I, that is, analyze this thing because what whereas in the past we had a lot of things to discuss because the music industry had been relatively closed down we didn't have much to discuss but there are some kernels of truth happening some new horizon new kernels on the horizon in the sense that um restrictions are slowly being eased up in a lot of the islands in the caribbean because we have we have vaccines uh, those islands that do have vaccines have vaccines although i was just up to today i was looking at some of the numbers we only have, generally besides cuba and some smaller areas like the Cayman Islands and 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 Anguilla, the av- and yeah, the, the average um, vaccination rate is just is pretty low, fifty percent, hovering about fifty percent and lower, right? So that um this this touted seventy percent for herd immunity that seems like a way way in the horizon, but then again, um, governments for two years the economies have stopped and just and we have to start back our industries because tax revenues are lower. Artists have lost jobs, houses, everything else. And if you don't restart, it's not going to be good for the industry going forward. And we can't start from zero once again. That is true. That is true. I mean, we've seen a lot of the artists in the Caribbean go to the U.S. to um, get jobs, to, to, mm-hmm. to do their gigs. Um, a lot of soca, a lot of artists, not just soca artists, reggae mm-hmm. artists, dancehall artists. Everybody. Artists from our, everybody from around mm-hmm. the region because the U.S. basically opened up um, they have thrown. <laughs> they have thrown. Many states have thrown all caution to the wind, and they're yeah. like, "Yes, Florida, boy. Like the governor of Florida just says, "Nope, that's it. We, yeah, we're that's open for it. business." <laughs> so, so Caribbean artists have been out there getting vaccinated, going to their mm-hmm. gigs, um, and and pretty much setting up shop outside there for mm-hmm. most of the year, for most of 2021, mm-hmm. so they could work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're back to the gig, the gig, the gig culture is alive and well for the many gig economy. Others. Yeah, I have to say, I'm a little bit, of, I'm a little bit disappointed. I understand people have to to live. I am not mm-hmm. saying no. I know people have to live. They have mortgages to pay. They have bills to pay. They have, you know, they have to mm-hmm. live. And mm-hmm. I get that. And and the gigs, that is what brings in the money. I understand. But I was really encouraged during most of the lockdown to see some of the innovations that, you know, that that the artists were expanding in some of the areas the artists were expanding into. You know, we mm-hmm. had um people doing talk shows, we had people yes. really utilizing doing podcasts. Their <laughs> 
doing podcasts. We have people really utilizing their social yeah. media um, and really just branching out and, and looking, especially with the technology. And we have had episodes where we looked at the technology, look at mm-hmm. the, the online world, the digital world and what it offered mm-hmm. to artists. And, and, you know, we've done, we've done interviews with people who, like Marcus Brave Boy, who isn't at the top tier of, of entertainers as far as gigs are concerned, but mm-hmm. who was really able to make a living through the, the pandemic because he was doing licensing and syncing deals. And, and collaborations with global artists. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a little disappointed that as soon as the opportunity came for people to go back gigging, mm-hmm. that they rushed to do that and everything that they were doing before just fell by the wayside. Mm-hmm. I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that, I, I was really hopeful that they were able to, continue doing so many things that they had started and, and really develop another income stream alongside the touring and the gigging. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's left to be seen now that um, the year is winding down, I guess a lot of people will be returning to their respective countries mm-hmm. in preparation for, you know, the new year um, where they might head out again if nothing is happening in the Caribbean. But maybe they will continue. I'm just, I'm hopeful that they, they, they realize that they can't put all their eggs in one basket because the pandemic has shown, you know, if things, if things shut down, if mm-hmm. the U.S. shuts down completely again, that's it. That is that's it for everybody. Yeah. I'm gone, you know? yeah. The, the so, idea of the pandemic being a, what they call a disruptor in, in economic systems may have passed some people by. I mean, certainly I, I had done a, I think, Caribbean Students Association at an event and um, I, I presented a thing about COVID-19 pivot for jazz festivals, because I actually, that's my thing, as you all know, no shame, let's plug tonight. But um, we, we, what don't we, I, I did some research, you know, the kind of existing jazz festivals that exist currently. And a lot of them are, of course, you know, government sponsored and certainly in 2020 and certainly in 2021, a lot of them just basically shut down. That was their thing. If you can't, because their thing is attached to tourism. If you're not coming in, that's the end of that. And only one or two actually did the virtual show where they kind of, created a parallel kind of show. Haiti was the one exception. Haiti actually had a, a full festival, right? Limited numbers, admittedly, but people who came into the island, audiences came, artists performed live in front of audiences. They were Haiti, for some reason that is still unknown by a lot of um, epidemiologists, has a very low rate of infection, but they also didn't have vaccines. They only recently got vaccines into, into the country. But the idea of, as you recognize that pivoting, you had an opportunity and it's an opportunity that didn't we didn't create the pandemic suppressed live performances you said okay i'm going to pivot into podcasting audios interviews books i saw your interview last night and other areas of the creative industries but then when the opportunity arose once again to go back to the old old way they dropped whatever they did instead of incorporating what they had created in 2020 into 2021 and moving that forward, you're correct, because this pandemic to me is shows the nature of this constant evolving music industry globally, right? Um, I, I know, well, kind of in filming, of course, when filming started in, in the United States and in England and all the major areas, like March 2020, it stopped globally. By October of 2020, film companies and film sets were back up. They created their own COVID protocols. They got the liaised and, and spoke to the governments and said, okay, this is what we need to be done. We will have our COVID officers and we will made sure that they continued that film industry. We were not so lucky, certainly here in the Caribbean and certainly in Trinidad and Tobago, 
that we had a kind of collective voice that could have spoken to the Ministry of Health or the government to suggest to them, we have this in train. We know how to manage our venues. We know how to manage the sites. We, we, just, we just got subjected to mandatory closures of venues, mandatory closures of the live industry, of the music industry or totally. Yeah, and, and you found that that happened across the Caribbean. I mean, there were mm-hmm. some islands that, uh, you know, with, with COVID, it's, it's so fluid. It's an ebb and flow of this of this virus. Mm-hmm. Number one minute, mm-hmm. the numbers go down, the numbers mm-hmm. go back up, the numbers go back down. And different islands experimented at the t- at times when, they, I, I, when their numbers were low. I remember the British Virgin Islands, Mm-hmm. They, when they started their vaccination drive, they started before us. Mm-hmm. They actually, for what you know, they have three carnivals St. John's, St. Thomas, and St. Croix. Yes, oh, yes, three. yes, three carnivals. Yeah, Trinidad, um, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, for I remember, I think it was for St. John's Carnival, they decided to do a hybrid festival. So, most mm-hmm. of it was online, yes. but they, they experimented with a vaccine, a vaccine only party, a party for only vaccinated people. I remember okay. fa- it was Farmanapi's first gig outside of Trinidad since the mm-hmm. lockdown. Yes. Uh, well, one of his first gigs. Mm-hmm. And it was first gig in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, was, he was the, the star, the headliner for that, for that um, event. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find that so different as uh, some islands experimented with, with concepts like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but so far, nobody has had a, a full Cayman Islands is the only one that really had a full carnival carnival um, with masqueraders. But I think they had a vaccine. You had to be vaccinated in order to parade. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and their carnival is nowhere near the scale of, of Trinidad and Tobago or Cropover. They also, as I said, I was looking at the numbers just today. Cayman Islands is, is very high up in terms of the vaccination. I think second only probably yeah. to, to Cuba or something. So, I mean, like, like in the high 70s. Yeah, so, and they also had no community mm-hmm. spread for a year. They had no community Nothing, spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't wearing since last August. They had stopped wearing masks and stuff. And so it was, they felt comfortable, but their borders were also closed. They only, okay. I think, now looking to reopen their to borders. Reopen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they've kept it pretty contained. But, um. It, 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 the Caribbean can't, I mean, Caribbean economies are small and mm-hmm. fragile, health systems are fragile, so we can't mm-hmm. take the risks that, mm-hmm. you know, the Americans could take and just open <laughs> everything up willy-nilly and, yeah, and, you know, and, and argue with science, which is the thing that shocked me. But and uh, Yeah, we can't, we can't afford to do that. I mean, look at what, this year we lost mm-hmm. Jacob Des, what, yes. how do you pronounce his name? Des, Desvario? Desvario, Desvario? I think, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We lost, he is the, the, the founder, of one of the founders of Kassav, mm-hmm. the, the band that invented Zook music. Um, that was a major loss to the music world in the Caribbean, Quite true. you know. Quite true. Major loss. And he died from COVID mm-hmm. in Guadeloupe at a time when Guadeloupe's numbers were sky high. They had a yeah. serious, massive spike after the summer. Mm-hmm. When all the people from you know people from Europe were going coming to, back to, 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 to holiday mm-hmm. for the summer, so they had a they had a massive spike. So I mean, we have to be careful, and I don't I don't know what the solution is to be honest. As I said, I I had when my when I was doing my research for this thing, I actually spoke to the organizers of the Haitian Jazz Festival, um, Point Port-au-Prince Jazz Festival. And they, you know, they were quoting the kind of numbers that they they had their liaise with the Ministry of Health. 
and they had to limit the numbers of persons in the audience. But they had video; they they stream the whole thing, so they had a, mm. a, a true hybrid performance. And they they're saying that that is going to be going forward from now on. They're going to be mm-hmm. recording, and so those who come to the festival, so be it. But they will also stream it and have it live online. And so they 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 adapted, but they in my mind I thought, wow, Haiti is trying something very risky. Their numbers were low at the time, but inching up slowly. Now there mm. was there was a spike within the last mm, last three four months, right? And this was many months after the event. The event was in January of this year, and by let's say August, the numbers were ridiculously high. But I think not too long after that, they got their first shipment of vaccines. I mean, the healthcare system in, in Haiti is is problematic, right? They didn't have storage for for the Pfizer vaccine and that kind of thing. Yeah. But they but were also, able. To, but also remember, Haiti had the the murder of their president, and they had yes, to they have protests. So all of those things would have the protests and stuff would mm-hmm. have, you know, encouraged the spike that they had. Correct. One of the things that I have to admit about Haiti is the notion of resilience. I mean, that I've, back once I go to this jazz festival, you know, they have this is the little sixteenth year, but they only stopped one year. And that was the year of the earthquake because I think the festival was like a couple of months after. But other than that, nothing stops Haitians. If you feel they drop down, they get back up right away. And yeah. I, I wonder if that kind of resilience is, exists within Caribbean populations because I know that Carnival 2021, certainly here in Trinidad, 2022, I apologize, is earmarked for February of 2022. And we are not getting any signals, any positive signals, certainly from our Ministry of Health and certainly our Prime Minister, whether we'll have a parade, but I understand that they're looking at some innovations to in terms of what can happen, whether the events as opposed to the parade or the same thing as you mentioned, they just kind of masked events like what existed in the Cayman Islands. We never had an opportunity in 2021 to test yeah. some of these things. And I thought that was a kind of shortfall, right? Of, yeah. um, the, to allow us to test, to see what can happen. I mean, I'm not saying that we have to become guinea pigs and create a, a spike in, in COVID cases, but there must have been some ability for us to to manage events and to manage and allow us to see what we can do so that we can create new protocols and new ways of doing business for events such as carnival and live events among other things. It's, it's one of those things, but slowly but surely we'll get there. I mean, I don't want this to be a, a, a doom and gloom will be will be will be on No, I don't think it, it's not doom and gloom. And I, I mm. think a lot of a lot of people, artists and promoters who would have gone to Miami Carnival. Mm-hmm. Miami Carnival pulled off the first major carnival for since the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um West Indian style carnival. They had their carnival, the Memorial Weekend um last month mm-hmm. in October. Um, and everybody was looking to see how they would have been able to execute it. Now, the difference between Miami and Trinidad mm-hmm. and is that it's their carnival is contained. The actual parade is, con- is in a field, a pretty big field, mm-hmm. um, and that's where their parade takes place. It's not on the streets of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were supposed to have, I'm, just, I'm saying supposed to because I'm hearing reports that all, all them protocols went out the window. Um, <laughs> the people were supposed <laughs> to be vaccinated. They're supposed to PCR tests. Mm. You're supposed to take a PCR test before you when you before you came in. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to wear a mask. I heard nobody was wearing a mask. And I saw <laughs> video. I saw no. I saw no mask in the video. And I saw interviews where people saying that they got vaccinated just to come, mm. just to go to to Miami Carnival. But in addition to the actual parade, there were a number of fets. I think it was the most amount of fets mm. Miami Carnival had ever seen 
Okay. I mean, they had like their calendar was two weeks of it. Most of like a Trinidad carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single party carnival party brand from the Caribbean was in Miami. It was in Miami, in Miami. yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think different different um promoters had different. Each promoter probably had their own protocols. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people would have probably said, well, vaccinated people only. They had, you know, but I was hearing that there were feds that were oversubscribed. Yeah, you I, know. Saw, I saw so, some of those reports too, yeah, oversubscription so, parties. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people got hope that, you know, with, with Miami pulling off a carnival that we could... Mm-hmm for sure Trinidad could do something mm-hmm. and I know and I know that the authorities are considering mm-hmm. some something mm-hmm. we just don't know what that thing is yet. I think they're still yeah. in planning more than I think if there is something it will not happen in February it may happen later on in the year I understand okay. um, the tourism minister Mr. Randall Mitchell spoke about having a festival of fets oh, in, okay. the summer, in, the in the summer do foreigners travel for summer to come to the Caribbean because a well, fa- uh, I don't know. American summer is rainy season in the Caribbean. <laughs> Let's remember that, that. That is true. That right. is true. It's, it's, it's hurricane season too. Yeah, we have but, to start but but I heard uh, people who went Miami said that the anticipation for Trinidad Carnival is beyond is ridiculous. I could well imagine. Very very high. Everybody is planning to mm. descend on Trinidad, but I don't. I think realistically, nobody's mm. expecting to have a full carnival before 2023. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next. It will probably in some form, but whatever happens, we know artists will definitely get mm-hmm. a chance to, to to perform. And already we are seeing a bunch of new, like normal, this time of the year is when we see all the new rhythms being released. Oh, that was, that was my next question to you. What is the usual, status of new music? Yes, we have new music is coming down the pipe. We have been having rhythms coming out since last month. Mm-hmm. So the music is being made. People in people into carnival season mode, mm-hmm. you know. So were the that, numbers that, were the numbers for the twenty twenty one season? Although it never happened in Trinidad, were those number the output numbers very high, or were they much lower than twenty twenty? I think I think they were a little lower than twenty twenty, but mm-hmm. but there were producers who were still making producing music. Yes, they had the ritual of the rhythms first, and then the singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had we had quite a few really good mm-hmm. songs coming out in 2020 back um, jam that was my jam I mean, <laughs> and that was a rhythm i mean 2021 yeah, back oh, yeah. Jam, that, that mm-hmm. entire rhythm was that, ridiculous the rhythm yeah the rhythm was yeah. good right here in the back So yeah, so I we're gonna see the songs are coming out. We mm-hmm. the uh, albums are coming out. Destra, um, you referred to last night. Um, I mm-hmm. had an interview with Destra. She contributed on a pastor a, a chapter to a book called mm-hmm. Virago Woman that um a media personality in Trinidad, Michelle Borrell is doing. Mm-hmm. And Destra was one of the contributors to the book. She wrote mm-hmm. a chapter about her life basically. And she said last night that she's working on her album. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's one of those people who consistently puts out an album. She's one of about three or four, if, if so yeah. many, who put out an album. So she, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has her album coming out. And uh, yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna see a lot of music, you know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see a lot of new music coming down because it, even if there isn't a carnival here, a full carnival here, mm-hmm. as we saw the US is open, people yeah. are touring and fans want music. 
Yeah. So there's a market for them to please, you know. Mm. Well, you know, as you talk about the notion of a kind of transplanted marketplace, there's this idea that I had been floating around because the other thing that happened to a number of musicians, certainly non-soca musicians, but musicians who perform in jazz festivals that I kind of cover, is that the, the cruise ships had started back. And a few of them had gone, they, they just jumped, jumped land and went on board because that's money in the bank as it was. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there were no, no, no festivals, there was no live music to perform outside yeah. of Soka, I should say. And as a consequence, we know that um, I think 2022, there's going to be a kind of very large cruise ship, basically focused on Soka and Carnival from a Trinidad entrepreneur. You know the name. Well, well actually, no, the, the, the cruise is not happening anymore. Is that brand new news? Is that is, are, we, are we breaking something here? It's not brand new news, but I, I don't believe it's happening. There was some issue with the authorities in Trinidad. Mm. So I don't think that that cruise is going that to That cruise happen. is not happening. Okay, so be it then. And I guess that probably is going to hold. Is that going to hold for the other cruises, the Uber Soka cruise or Soka well, Nisis? Well, I don't know. What's no Soka Nisis is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's the status of Uber Soka. They had postponed to next year. So, mm. so that kind we'll of- see. But we do know that we do know that Marshall's event, Marshall was having um Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary was supposed to be a cruise, mm-hmm. and now they have changed the concept to a land event. Okay. So they are having Mary Cancun. It's a destination event now, and okay. it's going to be a week in Cancun. Destination of, events are back in a of, sense of, of, of parties and performances, and so they're gonna be. It's an it's a great opportunity for a number of artists. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to perform because it's literally a week of parties mm-hmm. in an all-inclusive resort in Cancun. Now, as I said, what that kind of shows me is that where's the Caribbean with our low vaccination rate and seemingly the, our ability to jump ship, to use a bad pun, is a new destination for Caribbean music anywhere else but the Caribbean. Because as much as we have the carnivals, which clearly is a, a stomping ground for soca artists, and we know that dancehall artists live in Jamaica and make a, make a living in Jamaica. We all also know that everybody wants to export music. Is this a new paradigm that the only way we could have anything related to our music industry is to jump up on a cruise ship, go to Cancun, go to Miami, and go to wherever the carnivals are because they're just not happening here. Two years of no carnivals, people have to, to rethink what performing in the Caribbean is all about, I'm thinking. I, I just figured that these people have now said, time for me to invest in a winter jacket and some fall clothing because... It's not happening in the Caribbean anymore. I, I'm I'm just a little worried about that aspect of well the circuit the circuit has certainly been disrupted, but um mm-hmm. I I know St. Martin, St. Martin has signaled that they will be having their carnival next year. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna do the jump up and I don't think they're gonna do Juve, but like Miami, their carnival parade is contained in a in a venue. They have a specific carnival venue mm-hmm. um, where they're gonna do their, their activities. And a number of a number of Caribbean countries have it have signal that they would want they everybody wants to do carnival, mm-hmm. but they are looking, they are monitoring their numbers. Mm-hmm. They're numbering, monitoring their vaccination rates, they're monitoring their infection rates, and they will make a decision. So I don't think, I think it's too late to say that there won't be anything in the Caribbean next year. Mm-hmm. I think there, mm-hmm. there might be, there might be some events. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just have to, you know, keep our eyes open. Well, as I said, that um, that the Cayman is having the event in a space, and if it parallels what St. happens. St. Martin, St. Martin, sorry. And what happens in Miami, I'm just thinking that probably the new model for Carnival is have it in a huge field, that is gated like a concert, like a big super rock concert kind of thing. 
where you could even walk around the ground if you want uh, food and drink all around and almost like a, a EDM festival in Europe where everything yeah. happens in a very specific location and there's a gate to enter. But by by having those boundaries, you're able to monitor, you know, check for vaccines, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That may be the new model for carnivals or carnival events. Well, not but carnival would, events, but carnival full stop. But, <laughs> like, but would that work in Trinidad? They, um, Kes, Kes Defentala was recently on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about Ooh. that because the DJ Envy had asked him mm. why it, if they could have Rolling Loud and they could have Coachella, why they can't have carnival. And he was explaining mm. that you know those events literally take place in a box and but mm-hmm. carnival in trinidad specifically, in trinidad yes mm-hmm. it's 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 freedom what mm-hmm. carnival means to us is not the same as in other places carnival in north america europe yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's literally in our dna so whether or not you buy a costume whether or not you go to a fete mm-hmm. you get lit- carnival is a verb you mm-hmm. get literally carnival Mm-hmm. anyway in Trinidad and how are you telling the average Trinidadian that they cannot carnival how can you how are you, how are you going to tell they will have a riot how are you going to tell the average Trinidadian that they can't stand up by a parlor with when mm. a speaker box blaring yeah. and wind down low to the ground and jump up on two people that yeah. is how we do carnival carnival for us is not about necessarily about putting on a costume yes yeah, it's, it's not a parade out. It's it not is, a parade in a particular a direction. It, yeah, it's a verb. It, it is what we do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that, and he was trying to explain that is, it, it literally is a freedom. You could go in the bush and I can still be enjoying carnival. <laughs> that is how we do carnival. So, even if they say, okay, confined to the Queen's Park Savannah, you're doing a parade around the Savannah and you're across the stage. Mm-hmm. That is just for the masqueraders. How are you going to control the rest of the bloody country who mm-hmm. was want to do carnival? And we know how carnival is. You know, literally, five people could pull up a shop. Yeah, and that is it. And that is it. That is, that is it. Yeah, Fed Friday. Mm-hmm. That is Fed Friday. That's quite true. So how uh, do you how do you stop that? We have the freedom to say, you know, I could just throw some paint on my skin and go down the road and driven myself. I don't have to belong to no band. Why so we do carnival? <laughs> you, you, as you said, that the notion of freedom and they do belong to no band, you know, and the kind of new business model for carnival parades where they have bands and groups and and kind of almost isolated parades and that kind of stuff. This chat, there's a kind of challenge to the idea of what, well, it was a challenge to the idea of carnival is. As, as it stands right now, no, no, nothing can stop us from playing mass, right? Nothing. 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 And left to, as I said, it's to be seen. Come February 2022, somebody's going to do something. I know people in 2021 put on costumes and paraded in their yard. And, yes, and, I, I did and streamed that. it. And streamed I did it that. And I, I paraded in my yard. You see, the thing is, we sell this concept of carnival to the world, right? So the, the, the people outside of Trinidad thinks that carnival is Port of Spain and mm-hmm. you buy a costume and mm-hmm. you jump up in, and it's this orderly organized thing. Carnival in Trinidad is not organized. Not that. Mm-hmm. And every village nook and cranny in Trinidad mm-hmm. and celebrates carnival. Uh, they Everybody have their own carnival. Yeah. carnival. Mm-hmm. So it is really not something in, in Trinidad. You can't, how are you containing that? Mm-hmm. You can't contain it. You really can't contain it. I don't know. Well, there's don't one know. solution. Get the damn vaccine. <laughs> That's what you do. If we have get vaccine, vaccine, get vaccinated, right? Get those numbers get up. Vaccine. So once you have a high number, we could say, okay, fine, we're good. We, we have this quote-unquote yeah. immunity. Because but... you cannot tell people, you cannot tell John, living mm-hmm. in point 14, mm-hmm. that poor Spain people haven't vaccinated only party and see neighbor pop to speak outside the yard and John Cowan <laughs> and you can't tell John that who's gonna tell the police who's gonna tell the authorities you, it's oh, carnival. A, it's carnival, yeah 
So that regulated approach might work in other countries, but I don't see how it's going to work in Trinidad. It's it's things are gonna things are changing as we know at the end of this month. Um, the kind of curfews are no longer gonna be uh, applicable because that state of emergency is going to be over, and we'll see what happens going forward. But yeah. um, certainly the the idea of of a, of an evolving music industry in the Caribbean has to happen. I, I that's that's my feeling that this pandemic showed and opened up the kind of cracks that we do have in the industry showed persons who are following and looking at these things. This is this is what you have to do. This is what you can't do any longer. Whether or not some artists took it up, as I said, some of the artists probably have just, you know, left it at the wayside and said, well, hey, now, fellas, I, I going back to what I know before and, and the little innovations that they had tried just went to the wayside, unfortunately. We hope that you this know, changes. Go ahead. You know what I observed, Nigel? Tell me. That a lot of the, the willingness to, to look for something new Mm-hmm. And to engage in something new came from the non-soca artists. So we spoke about Marcus Brave Boy and mm-hmm. his many collaborations and him, mm-hmm. you know, like getting his music license and he's had his music license for video games. He has it mm-hmm. on um Fast and Furious on, on mm-hmm. Netflix, a Fast and Furious cartoon on Netflix. Yeah. And you know, so his his music has been played at basketball games. NBA games, yes, I remember and, that. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. And, and, and recently I did a story on, on NFTs, which is the, you know, the hot new thing in town mm-hmm. and worldwide. And mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know, it's called, it's a non-fungible token. There you go. Um, and it's basically any file that you could upload on your computer, <laughs> you know, a digital picture, file, yeah. video, mm-hmm. digital file, mm-hmm. um, that you could then sell this on a blockchain. Monetize um, it, create some value for it and, and sell and, it. And, and, right, and sell it and make mm-hmm. money. And so there are artists, a lot of artists around you will have done it. Eminem has done it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a popular thing now in, in, in the creative world. A lot of artists who yeah. paint and stuff are, are turning their art into NFTs. And yeah, artists and digital artists. Correct. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the Caribbean, we have we have that, you know, the creatives, a lot of creatives are jumping on the NFT bandwagon. Um, so I interviewed Chantal Lane, mm-hmm. who is a Bajan singer you mm-hmm. all would probably know her for her hit impossible i think in 2010 yes. um she's one of the many artists who was signed uh, following the discovery of rihanna yeah. and she was signed to universal i believe motown um, records and, but yeah which is yeah. now owned by universal correct yes. yeah and she released some new music recently she's no longer in that on, in under that um contract mm-hmm. um so she released some new music recently and she released it with nfts what she did she offered artwork, customized artwork as mm-hmm. an NFT. So you could you could get a chance. If you bought the, the artwork, you could get your picture mm-hmm. in on the artwork next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she did dub plates with, the, with customized dub plates. So you get your name called out. I think mm-hmm. there was an opportunity for you to be in a video. And mm-hmm. she and she put it on a um, auction. She auctioned it. And I think she got as much as 15000 Somebody in Dubai purchased one of her NFTs US for $15,000. US, right? <laughs> and the thing about NFTs is that she's really into crypto and she was looking for ways to diversify her income because, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic lockdown, she's not a soca artist, you know, mm-hmm. she's on the fringes. Um, although I think this this album she working on is supposed to be heavily tinged with some soca. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said it was it it was also a way for her to connect with fans. It, it opened up a whole new fan base because crypto, the people who into crypto, it, mm. it, they all over the world. It's a global audience. They may not necessarily know about her or her music, 
but they like what they saw and they mm-hmm. bought into it. And now that that and she said even her fans bought and it, it really showed her, it gave her that you know connection with her fans and showed how much she was appreciated and how much she liked her music. And I think that's really exciting that you know there there are all these little things that exist that some artists, those who are not in the mainstream, willing to try mm-hmm. because they know they have to probably work a little harder to make money in the Caribbean. And once they base here in the Caribbean. It's true. That 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 um NFT thing, certainly with Chantel, probably don't remember this, but the last time we spoke one-on-one, you had hinted at it because I think you were talking yes. of you're planning to have a conversation at all. Well, now it's out there as it was. And um, if I remember you and I spoke speaking, I think you may have mentioned there were maybe some other artists in Barbados who have gotten onto the NFT bandwagon. Um let me ask you a question. Have have any artists from Jamaica, Trinidad, other islands got onto the NFT bandwagon? Yes, there's an artist in Jamaica who I interviewed. Oh gosh, oh um, uh, he is he sings with the group T.O.K. Basie. He launched his solo album. He, well, it's coming out. No, it's coming out next week. His, deb- his debut solo album coming out next week, mm-hmm. or oh, it's his second album. Anyway, he's launching an album next week, and he did when he released the first single in April this year. He re- he released it with NFTs as well. So he offered. You know, he was just trying to get his feet into that space because he was also one of the people I interviewed. Um, it was the first reggae NFT. I think it was an album, the album artwork that he he sold. Mm-hmm. He sold, I think he told me he did seven and sold three and then he gave away the rest. Mm-hmm. But he's planning to do some more NFTs for the actual launch of the album and like looking at different things that he could offer to people because he's also into crypto. And he, it, it's a way for him doing this is also a way for him to make money. I know so they you know, call the, it the Ethereum. Whole, is that the, the, is Ethereum? Ethereum is, the, Ethereum is the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. that, that is used primarily for, for and, and I'm assuming it's valuable because I mean, you're yeah. calling some, you're, you had a conversion that said 15,000 for Chantel and I'm sure there are other people who made equally for a one-off digital product as it was, if I'm understanding it. So clearly yeah. there's an opportunity to make some serious bank that you may not even like if you got a music license and you know, to a film, you know, yeah, about, yeah, it's not everybody could be in a the harder they fall. We'll talk about listen that later. To me. No, we can talk about it now. <laughs> listen, big up to the Jamaicans, big up Ooh. to James Samuel, James for, Samuel, see you, brother. Into, mm-hmm. For tapping into whoever who thought, you know, it seems so natural mm-hmm. that Jamaican music would be fitted to a Western. It, it just seemed like a no-brainer, right? The but, songs when he played Brother on Broadway and I, I let Barrington leave you Brother on Broadway at that particular scene, I said, this makes so much sense. It makes I said, so, it much, so sense. much sense. <laughs> well, yeah. It makes so mm-hmm. much sense. So big up to James, big up yeah. to the Jamaicans, big up to Barrington yeah. Levy, big up yeah. to Coffee. Coffee, they yes. They fall in yeah, yeah. Pick single, that yeah, yeah. single real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, your light and come, Bad, bad. I think there were three, Jam- 
Big up to Dennis Brown because his yes. music was also used. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. May he rest in but peace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I was. I ain't gonna lie to you. New new hot film and synchronization working, but those Jamaicans have it. But when I heard that, I said, "Wow, brother, yeah, brother, no, that was a good look. That yeah, makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, it makes, makes so sense. much sense. Yeah, I love that it. was a good look. And as we're talking about Jamaica, we have to talk about you know we doing a little recap here of things that has happened over the last few months. Mm-hmm. We have to big up Shensia. Shensia is the rising superstar out of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. She has you know she signed with new management. She's still you know being managed by Romish Meja, but mm-hmm. she signed with new management. The same person I can't remember his name who manages the weekend um, mm-hmm. and a few other stars. They are managing her now. And Shensia stock is just rising. Shensia was featured on Drake's, not Drake, um Kanye. When Kanye was doing his live mm-hmm. lunch listening party, listening party, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she was she was the last one, and she mm-hmm. actually has two featured on two songs on his album. Um, Shensia is Shensia is, is the hot new thing right now. Yeah, and her album is supposed to drop pretty soon. She has, I think, she released three singles, two singles of her new album. Her new mm-hmm. album is supposed to drop pretty soon. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see who is she has featured on the album, who who she's been collaborating with. That I, should be I, there's there's this there's this outlook for as I say well for non soccer music because well. I think those who know and those who know, Shensia has also become a brand ambassador, correct me if I'm wrong, for a leading alcohol. Caribbean, In the Caribbean, right? And she did a, a, a fabulous launch music video with um Kevin Dubois mm-hmm. and um DJ Khaled, right? And they have a single based on the uh, on the um the brand new launch of Caribbean in the United States of America. But Shensia starts clearly rising because I at mm-hmm. the same time that I remember there was conversations about Spice because I think VP Records were putting a lot of effort behind the artist yeah. Spice. And she had done yeah. some collaborations also. And they she, were pushing... released her, she released her debut album recently. Mm-hmm. And, and they were looking and they were looking at that movement. So Shensi and Spice, I mean, Jamaican women are yeah. now positioned to, yeah. to break into the marketplace as it was with music that yes, hopefully indeed. will go a little further as it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really have to pick up Spice as well because... Mm-hmm. She really did a marketing blitz, blitz for her album. She had mm-hmm. Shaggy really helping to push her, mm-hmm. mentoring her, guiding her, opening doors for her. So big up to Spice as well. It's important. exciting to see what's, what, what, you know, it's exciting to see what's the movements that are happening. And I recently, um, I also recently did an interview with Conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, his album is dropping, his album dropped last week, Friday, the 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me that one of the things that he wants to do is to focus on um, giving exposure to more Caribbean artists, or not of any particular genre, mm-hmm. because he said in his travels around the region, he has met so many talented artists, and he's like, if these people, why these people are bust like the Jamaicans? Because they're so talented. And mm-hmm. he actually featured on his new album an artist from Bermuda, I can't remember her name. Listen, you have to forgive me with my old brain. Yeah. Uh, artist from Bermuda. <laughs> Your um, words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that was very commendable because she's not a dancer artist. She's not known outside of Bermuda. I, I'm mm-hmm. looking for her name while I'm speaking to you. As I said, the, the, music, the music industry is, is starting back up. I mean, it hasn't stopped generally in the other islands. And Trinidad is probably a unique case because our, a lot of our music is focused on the carnival season. Without Carnival, really and truly, a lot of the music doesn't happen in a big way. Although, as you recognize it, there have been releases. I 
well, you know, I do reviews for um, albums for Caribbean Beat Magazine. And, if, and I've been getting, you know, people are doing compilations. Studio One did one of all those Sky records that Cox and Dodd had produced back in the, the 60s. And um, other artists have been putting on records. One of the records that really stood out for me, and I don't know if you've ever had this conversation on our show, by a Trinidadian called Gary Hector. He's mm-hmm. a, a, a rocker, from a rock and roller from Joint Pop here. And he put out an album that effectively reflects kind of American country music, right? It was him and mm-hmm. a playing guitar with a female vocalist and a guy playing a steel lap, steel guitar, that twangy guitar. And the album actually is now for consideration, hasn't been nominated as yet, but it's up for consideration on the best Americana album, which I thought mm-hmm. was, to me, was a pretty unique space for him because he's from Trinidad playing. Yes, rock and roll is not necessarily Trinidadian Caribbean music per se, but even further, that that element of Americana country music and got recognition and got um, being part of the conversation for that first round of nomination. I thought it was very impressive on his part. And I wish him good luck and we see whether, whether or not he actually gets nominated going forward. But the music industry has happened outside of the carnival industry. And it's just now it's a matter of going forward because this, with our brand new season going up here into 2022, we'll be looking at all these kind of changes in um, new music as it was what is happening with the kind of relaunch of the music scene, where it's going, new genres, new islands of music. Um, something that I, you and I actually had seen recently, about a month or two ago, was the new elements of technology and how that is impacting the creation of music. Because in Trinidad, because, you know, we, we had our first studio that was licensed to use the Dolby Atmos system, Maha Studios. I think it's Rishi, yes. Rishi Mahato. Yeah. Um, got his studio licensed by the Dolby Corporation for producing Dolby Atmos. And these new, these new technologies enhance the sound. It's kind of like a, almost like a surround sound remix of these records. And they're ideal for Apple Music and some of the new streaming platforms that exist out there because I guess if you're not cutting edge, you don't exist as it was. So there, there's potential and we could look forward to seeing what how many artists jump on board in the Dolby Atmos remixes to make sure that the music is up there because... I think the millions and millions of people have Apple for iPhones and yes. Adobe Atmos seems to be like now a standard feature. And if you could get that proper surround song, your music will actually be there. Technology being what it is, you know, technology is, is always evolving and hopefully um, we keep evolving with it. And hopefully our artists jump on that bandwagon of evolving the sound of their music and certainly evolving the music altogether. And we see yeah, how it because- goes. Because mm-hmm. it will certainly impact what, what people listen to. So if you you have an iPhone and iPhone has on iTunes, they have a category called special, special, special music, mm-hmm. which is what Dolby Atmos is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you that superior immersive feeling that you're of, of the music. If that's what people want to listen to, if your music is not in, produced in that with that technology, then you're going to miss out. Yeah, I mean, because... Out. Because this this sound is also is is also now being used in, in sound certain brands of sound bars that people buy mm-hmm. to give um so that stereo sound on for their television sets mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know it, it 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 people are using it now in that way and so if you want to be competitive globally with your music then you have to do what the big guns are doing this is a, a technology that Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande and mm-hmm. everybody is their music is being produced in. Mm-hmm with this technology so you have to you have to keep up so kudos to rishi um for investing and, and getting certified and getting the studio certified and there is an album um 
coming out of the Chinese laundry music camp mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is going to be that's being re that's being done in Dolby Atmos. Um, one of the the first single um is with Marshall Azaria and another artist is being re re released, mm-hmm. having been mm-hmm. produced in, in in Dolby Atmos. So it, it's exciting, and I think it will really position Rishi's studio as a premier student in the Caribbean, and maybe there might be more studios in the Caribbean that will follow suit. Get I mean, the, the, the technology always influences the direction of the music and how, true. how people work. Eh? So it will be interesting to see, mm-hmm. you know, where we go with yeah. it. One of the things that we had done in our first season was kind of forecast what we want to talk about. And as we talked about studios, is I, we have to make this happen in 2021, 22. Let's talk to those persons behind those pioneering studios. I'm not going to call names because I don't want to set myself up, right? Well, I'm not going to say do, do, let all the, do, let all <laughs> No, no. Are. But we have to talk about the idea of the Caribbean at one point was a space where major, major music was created by major, major global stars in islands in the Caribbean. Studios were set up here. And some of these players are still around and we have to have those conversations with them because as much as Caribbean music is, is all well and good and we're we rooting for artists in all the islands, the Caribbean as a space for creating music is part and parcel of the business of Caribbean music that we talk about here, Music Matters. So yes. that um, we certainly would like to be able and we telling our listeners, you know, look forward to it because we really truly really want to get down to these artists to have these um, recording people. And there's a word for, there's a phrase for them, music moguls. I don't know what you want to call it, right? But those persons who are behind some of those studios that actually created that made the Caribbean a space for creating global music as it was. But we see what happens going forward in the future. But you know, all things do have to come to an end. And as much as we this is our first show for the new season, we have many more shows coming up in the season. And we want to thank you for sticking with Music Matters the Caribbean edition through all this time. And Laura, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome back. And I really want to tell our listeners, please engage with us on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we are on Twitter now. Yes. So please engage with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we're going to, you know, we, we're going to be presenting a more structured format this season. Correct. So We're know, growing up. We're getting there. We're, we're growing up. So, <laughs> you know, you're going to have the banter with Nigel and I every month. We're going to do at mm-hmm. least one episode with our banter. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some... We're gonna do some retro, some retro interviews, but you know, looking at stuff that happened back in the day. We're gonna look at trending stuff. We're gonna have some interesting interviews. Definitely. So stay, stay with us and everything within the context of the business of music. The business so of music, us. yeah. Listen, subscribe, mm-hmm. share our stuff. Give mm-hmm. us our, give us your feedback on mm-hmm. our on our social media platforms. We mm-hmm. would love to hear from you, mm-hmm. and yeah, and we'd love to hear your contributions. You know, yeah. So yeah, thank you for staying with us, and welcome to our fourth season. Our fourth season, and of course, we're on all the platforms. You know the names of them: Google, Spotify, Amazon. Now you could say Siri. Yes. The music matters. Caribbean edition. We're all there. Yes. And we just want to make sure that we are, we are, we are, we are part of the technology growth and we hope that you're part of it too. And what well, all I can say is shoot then and hopefully we'll see you next time. So Laura, all the best and we're going to tell you. You've been listening to Music Matters. The Caribbean edition. I am Laura Dorich Phillips. And I'm Nigel Campbell. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
at Music Matters Caribbean. And if you want to listen to our previous podcasts and keep up with our new material, check out the website podcast.iradio.tt or listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, and more of your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs>